Okay, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We're running a few minutes late. I apologize for that. For those loyal listeners who tuned in, perhaps maybe at the top of the hour and noticed that I wasn't there. But uh, you can count on me. I will always be here. <laughs> you will always get a chance to, to hear the show. So, uh, again, I just want to apologize for the late uh, start. But, of course, listen, as always, uh, I'd like to let you know what matters to me as I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And, and I just want to shout out, if I will, to the National Football League and, and their um, the responsibility uh, that they have a social responsibility have to make sure that things are all inclusive and and to let people realize that they recognize and they embrace all fans of the sport and all participants of the sport. And so I believe, and I want to say this right, is that we're celebrating um, the contributions of Hispanic and Latino players this this month. And and so I want to shout out to all my Hispanic and Latino brothers that are playing in the National Football League. And um, and I'm happy. I'm happy. Because, uh, you know, after all, the National Football League uh, should be a league, and I believe is a league, that is looking for the best football players in the world. If you can come here to the United States of America and, and play at the highest level and you're the best player, I don't care what you are, green, black, blue, yellow, uh, Latino, you know, African, you know, uh, Jewish, doesn't make a difference. Uh, although I, it's my understanding that Jewish is a religion and not necessarily a nationality. But uh, if you're from, as you're an Israelis, you know, wherever you're from, just come on, play ball, man. If you can catch, you can throw, you can tackle, uh, you can play in the National Football League, and and that's the way it should be. Dr. Martin Luther King would be happy that uh, all God's children are getting a chance to play uh, football, with the exception we have any young ladies out there, and I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. You know, I believe it was somebody who said, treat her like a lady. That means uh, she should not be playing. Speaking of lady, I want to shout out to uh, one of my co-workers here, uh, Angie Treasure, uh, and her husband, Ryan Treasure. I have a newborn, newborn baby girl, and always want to be mindful of a new birth into this world and, uh, you know, to make this world a better place. And I'm sure the new baby, uh, the new treasure will be sure to uh, contribute to life here in America and the world. Also, after all, we are World Talk Radio. Let me get to something else that matters to me. Just being a little bit, you know, on the politically correct side, I want to acknowledge that the National Football League also, by, let's say, some encouraging words and influence and suggestions and maybe a little pressure uh, that may have come from uh, an organization led by a gentleman by the name of Ever Glenn, uh, I know ever from back in the day when he represented uh, a Buckeye uh, by the name of Clark Kellogg. I remember ever did Clark's contract for him years ago when Clark was a first-round draft pick out of the Ohio State University into the National Basketball Association. But uh, uh, Everett is now a part of an organization that's called uh, uh, National Sports Authority. And um, National Sports Authority in S A, not that NSA that you guys are probably familiar with, uh, but they advocate for small and minority-owned businesses, and and it just became apparent to them that there had somehow been an oversight as it relates to the distribution of opportunities, uh, as it relates to a new stadium that was being built out in San Francisco of all places, and and for some reason other minorities, you know. Small businesses, you know, were, 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 were being left out. You know, minority-owned, small businesses, women-owned, whatever. They were, they were being left out of the process and, and, uh, and at least a piece. After all, if you're going to look at the contribution that's made on the field by those people, to recognize that when you're doing some contract negotiations, and let's be fair about things. So, and not to say that... $25 million is necessarily fair when you're talking about $1.3 billion. I'm not going to say that $25 million is fair, but it's a start. It was, it was very close to, it was closer to zero than it was to $25 million. I'm not saying it was zero. I'm saying it was closer to zero than it was to $25 million. And now, with, after, again, there was, there was some um, discussion 
if you will, uh, at the point where about, I believe about perhaps maybe um, almost as much as 80%. And, and I don't want, let, let me not, let's say that there was a time when there was nearly 80% of contracts had been awarded. 80% of the contracts had been awarded and nearly 60% of the work had been completed. And then they were able to make some headway. And of what the 20% of the work that was left and the 40% of the work that was to be done, $25 million worth of that work to be done and, and the contract left remaining to be allocated found its way into small businesses, minority-owned businesses. So I'm happy. I'm happy about that because somebody's got to stand up and fight for themselves. That, that, that's, that's what I'm trying to say here. If you don't fight for yourself, nobody's going to fight for you. I always tell young people, listen, if you don't step up and be who you are based upon you were given a name, then what's going to be written between your two dad, that dash, you know, that when you came into the earth, when you leave the earth, what's going to be written in between there about you? If you, if you don't write it, then who's going to write it? So if, if you don't step up and fight for you, who do you expect to step up and fight for you? If you don't fight for yourself, nobody else will ever fight for you. If somebody's picking on you, sometimes you may get somebody to help you out. But you at least see, you at least want to see somebody fight for themselves before you get somebody else to fight for you. You know, somebody might pick on you. I say, man, why are you picking on a little dude, man? Pick on somebody bigger than him. But at least a little dude, if he's fighting, I'm going to help him out. And so there's still some small companies, still some minority-owned companies that's still in this fight to be included in the entire process. And that process, a lot of times, I, I remember when Donovan McNabb and, and T.O. was having a dispute, if you will, amongst players. And it was all centered around what T.O. had to say about Donovan and, and and it really only came about because of the fact that, you know, T.O. was trying to get a little extra money after he had had surgery, but still came back and played in the Super Bowl and almost helped them win the game, certainly put them in a the position they were to win the game. And, of course, Donovan did the same because he had to throw the ball to T.O. But then at the end of the game, Donovan got a little bit mm, sick, if you will. And there was some things said about, Perhaps maybe he lost his stomach on the field a couple times and whatever. But the fact of the matter, T.O. took offense to the fact that when it was time for him to, you know, ask for a new contracting and get paid a little bit more money, he thought his quarterback would be there to fight for him and with him. And Donovan, in his own way, that's not Donovan. That's that Donovan does Donovan. And so because Donovan didn't come to T.O.'s, you know, side, and, and advocate on his behalf, you know, I think T.O. took offense to it. And, and so they, they had this dispute in the media, if you will. And my position was, you know, I always thought, you, the two of you, you, there's some other things you could fight about and you should fight for than to fight against each other. And, hell, when I had to go get my money, I, went, I had to go get my money. And when I went to get my money, a lot of my friends on the team didn't like that I went and got my money. And so some of them went and asked for more money when they wouldn't give it to them. Then they asked to be traded, and a couple of them got traded. But I had to fight for my money. <laughs> so you got to fight for your money. But sometimes it's okay to help somebody else who's trying to fight. And there were smaller companies that were trying to fight back in those days, Donovan and T.O., that maybe you could have lent your influence to them to help them fight and get something. That's what Glenn did today. There were some small minority-owned companies uh, maybe women also own companies that were trying to fight to get some of this $1.3 billion to build a new stadium. And it's going to be, you know, look at the percentage of minorities in, you know, that are on the field. And then you, you see, we, we can't get it. Come on. So anyway, just want to talk about that. You know what else I want to talk about? And, and, and pretty soon I, I may, you know, I'm, I may take a break here pretty soon. I think I'm supposed to take a break and I forget when the hell I'm supposed to take the break. But whenever I am, I will. But I want to talk about something about this. You know, these quarterbacks. Excuse me there. But I want to talk a little bit, particularly about Jay Cutler. You know, Jay, Jay's been in the news a few times uh, as it relates to, (laughs) 
you know, just Jay. That, that's all. But I think Jay, if you will, is, is, you know, bragging a little bit about a play of which he, in my mind, you can't lower your shoulder without lowering your head. Your head is on top of your shoulders. So if the shoulder goes down, everything comes down. I, I, I find I, 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 yeah, I guess I could pull my shoulder over. But most of the time when you're playing football, you don't just pull that shoulder over. When you pull that shoulder and you lower that shoulder, your head comes down too. And I, I think it would be fair game for me to say and evaluating the play that we're talking about Jay Cutler the other day, you know, as he's running the football and he decides to, okay, to duck his shoulder and make head to head contact with a defensive back. Uh, I think Jay initiated the contact. I think he put his head down and, um, he was outside of the tackle. And, but more importantly, here's my question. The position of safety, which is nothing safe about it whatsoever. But there's a tremendous amount of pressure, if you will, right now on safety to perform at the highest level. But at the same time, they have to curtail a very big part of their game. Else they're going to be penalized, fined, maybe even suspended. And that is the physicality. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. Safeties and quarterbacks. You're the Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on playing to win at youbet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And as I said, what matters to me is... Uh, Certainly this, uh, this month, the National Football League has taken the time out to um, pay honor and uh, homage to uh, those players of um, Latino uh, and Hispanic descent. And um, I, uh, t- I, too, want to uh, give a shout-out to, to my brother in football and in sports, and thank you for contributing to such a wonderful sport. You've been welcome. Made a tremendous impact. Great players. So uh, 
let me get back to what I was talking to before I went on break. And that's, I got a problem with Jay Cutler. And my problem isn't so much about Jay as it is with the National Football League. Because the National Football League kind of created this animal that Jay is as it relates to his position on, um, you know, he's not sorry about the fact that he lowered the boom, if you will, on a safety. Uh, I believe uh, Robert Golden is a safety. And, but there's nothing safe about the position of safety because a lot of times when you play that position, you can deliver pain or you can receive pain depending upon what position you're in. But one thing about it is, is you are required to get up into the mix where things are very physical. As as a as a corner, you're you know you're on an island out there. It's you. It's just you and one guy, and he's you know he's normally a smaller guy, and, and they're just trying to throw the ball to him. And sometimes you got to come up, and and there's a running play, and you may have to you know make a tackle or two, a game on a running play. But the majority of the time, you're as a corner, your job is, you know, to defend the pass, and that's what you do. I'll never forget it, uh, being in in in, in meetings with. The Cleveland Browns and Coach Olivadotti saying to me, uh, Ray, listen, don't you, I ask a question about coverage. Coach O said to me, Ray, just, just hear, hear me out on this. You don't have to worry about that. Hanford and many will cover. We pay you to hit. That, that, don't worry about covering. Hanford and many got that. We pay you to hit. And that was my job. But, of course, you know, I'm a former corner coming from The Ohio State University, and so I'm covering two, and I'm intercepting the ball two. But let me get back to present day. How are you going to change the rules? I'm speaking to the National Football League. How can you change the rules to protect one person in particular on the football field, but yet and still that person has a chance, he has options? You're going to say that, Anybody who is pursuing this person and, and, and decided that they're going to be a football player and make a tackle, if he decides to slide, you cannot hit him. There is nobody else on that football field that has the ball in their possession that's running with it and trying, attempting to use all the skills they have to possibly score. That includes the fact that if they have to be physical, stiff arm you, forearm you, run you over, put a move on you, mm, make you look like you left your jock at home last week, run past you, outrun you, jump over you. All those things are options that a person with the football who is not protected normally has. So when a defender and particularly a safety who can be in the middle of a field with a running back, the scariest thing in the world. Can you imagine me a safety in the middle of the field with some of the greatest players that ever played the game, and you got to make a tackle, an open field tackle for a safety? It has some of the hardest assignments of anybody on that football field. And one thing that makes it so obvious is that everybody in the stadium can see you because you're the last man back there. Sometimes there's two of you back there, but everybody sees you. Now, your job is to tackle. So what you have to do the majority of times with a safety, as a safety, I'm not into telling anybody who's playing a position, who is about to try to tackle some of the most athletic human beings on the planet to break down. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I don't teach breaking down. I teach run to and through him. Go get him. Make him make a decision. Uh, uh, no doubt about it, I'm going this way. Because you have to take out any options that they have. And how do you take those options out? Because you attack the ball in such a way that you know where your help is. And if you can rely on your teammates to do what they're supposed to do in terms of pursuing the ball the way they should, you're going to give him, you got one way to go, and that's Come to me, baby. <laughs> Come to daddy. That's 
so I can lay this wood because if you go back that way, they run full speed and it's a lot more of them. It's just me and you, baby. Come on. Come on. Bring it on. Bring it to daddy. Now, that's the way a safety thinks in the game of football. So whether it's a wide receiver, a running back, used to be a quarterback. But now they have this new rule where a quarterback has an option. He can run and everything and, and you know, make you think you're going to get a good hit on him. And then he can slide. And if he slides, if you touch him, it's possible that you may be ejected from the ball game. Certainly fined, uh, you know, suspended. And that's a lot of money. But now you got a guy like Jay Cutler going to come in like, he, you know, he's, you know, the new John Wayne in town. And he's going to say, you know, guess what? I'm going to make you think I'm going to do all those things that quarterbacks are supposed to do. But what I'm really going to do is at the last minute, I'm going to lower the boom on you. Now, there's something that's not right about that. He has options. I have none. I've got to wait to see what he's going to do. Before I decide how I'm going to react to what he decides he's going to do. There's no, there's nothing in the game of football that works like that. It's like the ball snap, go do whatever the hell you got to do to get that man with that ball. And hit him as hard as you can. And all 11 of you try to hit him if you can without hitting each other. There is nothing in the world that has to do with football that should say, you know what? I'm going to give you a clear advantage over this. As a matter of fact, you know what? If you want to run that dude over, man, run him over. If you don't want him to hit you, then, you know, you can slide. I guess running backs can run out of bounds. They do that every now and then. Running backs normally don't slide. A receiver might, you know, might go down or something like that. But a receiver, if he goes down, you know, that that's... It's not necessarily that he is protected. A quarterback, there is a rule that says to you he is protected by the league. We will take money from you if you hit him and he slides. We will also maybe suspend you, find you if you hit him and he slides. And we think that that was, ooh, that was malicious. No, we're going to find you. Jay Cutler wants to brag. Jay Cutler wants to say, I'm not sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Now, I was feeling a little bit for quarterbacks. As a matter of fact, you might recall my show that I, I've been advocating for the fact that uh, I, I don't, the spread option that's going through the league, that's not National Football League football. There's a reason why it's not National League football. Football. Because they're too big, too strong, and too fast. And one position in particular is going to put themselves in a lot of jeopardy. And the jeopardy is that they could get hurt. Now, shout out to my man Aaron Pryor. I certainly hope and pray that he's safe and he's okay and he's healthy. But I do believe before the game last night that they shared some of his comments. And I love the young brother being so confident. That's the way you're supposed to play. There's certain positions that you play on the football field. Corner, wide receiver, you know, running back, safeties. You got to feel like I'm the best. I I don't care what other positions are out here. And there's some other people who play the same position out here. But I'm the best. I'm the best athlete on the field. I'm the best player on the field. And I'm going to demonstrate by showing you that talent. I'm going to back it up by the way I play this game. So I'm sorry. I said, Aaron, I meant Terrell. I'm sorry. Aaron Pryor, you should that was a boxer back in the day. So Terrell went out to back up his words to show that he's a complete player. And I'm going to tell you, there were times, shout out to Fish, Big Fish, Kelvin Fisher, now with the Buffalo Bills, director of college scouting. I told Fish there was a time that Aaron Pryor is not a quarterback for me. I don't like the way Aaron Pryor... Terrell Pryor throws the ball. I just, I just, I just didn't like it. Terrell has 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 done something that very few people are willing to do once they reach the highest level, and that is continue to improve. And and he has continued to work on his throwing motion, that he's improved. That the velocity on that football is such now it's traveling, and it's traveling. 
to the point of destination according to what he saw in his mind and where he wanted the ball to be and who he wanted to catch it. I like what the young man's doing. I've changed my, as of last night, I've changed my opinion. Yes, I will accept, and I would accept Terrell Pryor as being my quarterback. Terrell Pryor throws the ball better than Tim Tebow, who's not in the league right now. That's why Tim's not. Tim can run. Tim can't throw the ball. A quarterback's number one ability has to be his number one asset is that, man, I can throw the ball better than 49 other people or 54 other people on this team. That's what a quarterback does. We're going to talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. A quarterback is supposed to throw the ball, not run. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. As I went to break, I, I believe I said a quarterback is supposed to throw, not run. I want to correct and I want to go back and and deliver that statement to you a little bit different. And what I meant by a quarterback is supposed to throw and not necessarily run is that a quarterback's number one asset that a person is looking for and evaluating the quarterback is First of all, his low level of football IQ, his intelligence as it relates to football, and then his ability to throw the football, and then his ability to extend the play. Now, extend the play doesn't necessarily mean run, because somebody like Peyton Manning can extend the play. Somebody like mm, Tom Brady can extend the play. Somebody like Dan Marino can extend the play. Somebody like mm, Joe Montana can extend the play. These are some of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played the game. Somebody like Warren Moon can extend the play. But then you also have people who have exceptional athletic ability and they can simply take off and run. The only thing about it, I think that a person should have that athletic ability and should have the assets that allow them to run. But. When you run, it increases the chances for you to be hurt. That's the only reason why quarterbacks, coaches would prefer that their quarterbacks not run and not be a mobile quarterback. Because, again, now once you get outside of the pocket, you are a runner. And there are people that are intentionally out to physically bring pain 
up on people running with a football. And, and that's a game that, that's, that's a very physical, a very intimidating game. When you tackle somebody in the National Football League, you want to inflict pain. You don't want to hurt them, but you want them to feel pain. Why? Because there's a natural reflection that goes with play or a natural reaction that goes with pain. You ever notice that a lot of times, the great majority of time that there is a fumble of a football, somebody is hit, whether they are hit on the football itself isn't always what causes the fumble. It's that there are certain parts of their body when contact is made, the football is released. You ever stub your toe? Think about it. You stub your toe, does it bring you to your knees? Pain. Okay? Now, you might have a cup of coffee in your hand when you stub your toe. You're gonna, you know you got that coffee in your hand. You kick the side of a door when you're going out with a cup of coffee, hot coffee. You are going to spill that coffee. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Perfect example of a fumble. You got the ball in your hands, but somebody hits you to the point where the pain is such that you have to react. Ball's going to come loose. So, if you're in the pocket, the chances are when you're hit, somebody's grabbing you and pulling you down. When you're running down the field, chances are somebody is running and chasing you. Science, physics, size, speed, impact, fumble, injury, hurt. So let me go back to Jay Cutler because I want to spend a whole lot of time. I might spend this whole show to talk about Jay. Because, Jay, you, 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 what you said is the wrong thing to be saying at the wrong time. Because, see, you are the franchise. You probably make more money than anybody on the team. The majority of quarterbacks in the National Football League depend upon where they were drafted. If they were drafted in the first round, they're probably, you know, if they've been through a couple contracts or second contract, they're probably the highest paid player on the team. The owners have an investment in you. You are the only ones. With the exception of the punter, is there a rule specifically designed for you, the punters and the kickers? You can't run into the kickers. You can run and make contact with everybody else on the football field. You can't run into the kicker when he's kicking. Now, after he's kicked and he's running down the field, you can go block him. But while he's doing his thing, you can't do that. See, there's no rule in the rule book at all that, okay, I can't do this to a safety. Mm, I can do anything I want to to a safety. There's no rule in there that, okay, I can't do this to a corner. I can do anything I want to to a corner. There's no rule in the, in the rule book that, uh, you know, I can't do something to a linebacker. You can do whatever you want to do to a linebacker. Defensive linemen, they do have rules for defensive linemen. You can't chop them outside of the tackle block. You can't, you know, stand up, come in, chop in, no more chop blocks. You know, there's rules. Skilled people on defense, we don't have anything to project to protect us. Safeties are hired assassins. Do not make a safety mad, quarterbacks. Don't make a linebacker mad and then decide that you think you're one of the best athletes on the team and you want to run the football. Jay, you have insulted every safety out there in the National Football League now because, oh, you that kind of quarterback. You think that you're going to come out and you can run defensive backs over. You don't want, you don't want the protection of the league. So why in the hell is it, Jay Cutler, that I can tell you many times I've seen you slide and you think somebody came in and hit you wrong and you're looking for a flag. You're jumping up looking for a flag. They put a rule in there to protect you, but you want to push the envelope so you're going to try to go as far as you can. Then you're going to try to slide. And if anybody touches you, you're looking for a flag. So what do you do the other day? And I don't know if it's because maybe some people have done that and you said, okay, well, let me show them. But I'm saying there's just some fights you just don't want to have. And that's why I'm really against this, you know, all this option with the quarterback. and uh, No, read option, all that. The quarterbacks are going hit, to get hit by a linebacker or a safety, and they're going to be gone. I.e., Terrell Pryor last night. Running that read option down there and the linebacker coming on it, bam! I don't care if you're 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". I don't care. You, you're, you're a quarterback. You're not accustomed to running. You don't know how to, you don't, you really don't know how to run and protect yourself. That's why they put the slide rule in there. Now, I understand now is Terrell says, hey, he really don't even remember a whole lot about the game. He, there's a lot of things he doesn't remember. 
I don't want to see that happen to Jay Cutler. I, I happen to like Jay a little bit because I love Brandon Marshall. I, I mean, the man is just a man's man. He's a, a beast. I love the way he plays wide receiver. Uh, I love the way the man articulates his messages. He stands up for himself and for things and people that he believes in. I think one of his good friends was, was lost to gunfire back in the day, and he's gotten over that. Uh, plus, the brother was clean the other day. Whoa. Had his schoolboys on and his bow tie on. Oh, yes. But I, I just, I, I have to go back to the, let me finish. I'm going to close it out because I, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I want everybody to understand that I said earlier about the running part. I corrected that. A quarterback run is okay, but get down. The protection of a quarterback is something that was there because the league wanted to protect its most valuable asset, its quarterback. Quarterbacks should not brag. Should not brag. Should not brag. Should never brag again. But I lower my shoulder and I'm happy. And I'm not apologizing. Fact of the matter is, Jay, you should, simply should have said, you know, it was just I was in the open field. I was just trying to protect myself. Nothing more than that. You know, hell, you know, nine times out of ten, I lose that battle. Humble yourself. I understand you're very confident. That's OK. But don't put your health in jeopardy because of your mouth. That, that's just not a good thing. So let, let me move on from that a little bit. And I got a couple other, there's a couple other things that are bothering me a little bit that I think I need to talk about. And the National Football League, hey, they're, they're my friends. I love them. But every now and then they make a mistake too. I happen to be online earlier today and I'm, I'm looking at the NFL's all-time toughest players. And it just so happens that, you know, Rashad Johnson for the Arizona Cardinals, you know, who happened to lose a fingertip. I know Ronnie Lott had an issue with a fingertip years ago. Listen, that's not toughness. You know, really, and I, listen, I'm one of these men. So I don't want to, I got to be careful the way I say certain things. But to me, just because this man loses his finger, that's not a sign of toughness. As a matter of fact, from what I understood, what I saw in the game, the young man wasn't even aware of the fact that he had lost his fingertip. He wasn't trying to be tough. Now, on the other hand, there are times when we're trying to be tough because you've told us, hey, c- come on, suck it up, man. Come on, man. We need you right now. You got to tough it up. Tough it out. I get back in there. We need you. We used to do that because we really didn't know at what risk we were putting our bodies and our minds and our, and our health at. What, how, how far were we pushing that dial? What were the long-term repercussions of what we did based upon this short-term need? A game. Entertainment disposable income that people have that they're paying for these tickets because they want to be entertained. But if I come out the game, Lord knows there's somebody to replace me. A man losing the tip of his finger. Come on. We're supposed to be getting to the point where the National Football League is no longer glamorizing barbaric, you know, competition. You know, we're changing it. We're making a, a more... It's less violence. So to show the gory side of it, the violent side of it, we can talk about that from a historical perspective. But let's not even then let's not glamorize that as being tough. You know, no, you know, you 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 maybe have a, a high tolerance of pain. And even then, sometimes that's masked by the drugs that you're on. Uh, excuse me. Shots. Do they do? They don't do that, do they? So let's, let's, let's get away from that. The National Football League should not be drawing reference to a current day incident and comparing it to the toughest men that ever played the game years ago. To me, that's, that's hypocritical. When you're saying you're concerned about the health and welfare of your former players, but then you want to glamorize it as being tough. And you loved it when they did that. And you're going to compare a modern-day gladiator to the guys of yesteryear. Uh, I'm not sure that's really what you want to do. I'm not sure that's what you meant to do, but that's the way I interpreted it. 
And perhaps I, perhaps I was wrong. Perhaps maybe I misinterpreted. But it, but it certainly seems to me that that's what you were trying to say when you talk about a young man losing a piece of his finger and you want to acknowledge that as being tough. Wow. Okay, you're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. But you know, I spent many years of my life in the city of brotherly love. And I just want to say this, as I said before the show, that Andy Reid was going to come into the stadium. The city of brotherly love was going to show him much love. But once the game started, no love was going to be shown towards Andy. And Andy didn't show no love towards the Eagles. Andy Reid went in, and, and I'm sure just the entire thought process leading up to the day, the day of the schedule being released last year and up to the final blow of the horn uh, and, and the blow of the whistle to start the kickoff, Andy Reid probably had an emotion, an emotional surge that he'd never experienced in his life. I mean, I, I think they did quite well to prepare us for what was about to take place. That was more than a football game. You know, that was a, a city that the man revisited, a stadium that the man revisited. The first time he'd ever been in that stadium as a coach, I'm sure, without his son being present. But his son was forever present as far as he was concerned in heaven and watched over and saw his dad victorious. And so I'm sure that was such an emotional charge for Andy. And I, you know... I'm going to say I was, I'm happy, I was happy for him. I wanted the Eagles to win. But because football is many times much more than a game, I'm happy that Andy won. I'm going to say that. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So shout out to Coach Andy Reid and all of his fans. And, and the Kansas City Chiefs, they look good. The Philadelphia Eagles, for me again, in football, the bottom line is it, it, it's not a matter of f- fractions. It's not a matter of fractions. I'm, I'm actually on a show, doing my show right now, and I, I can't take a call, but my good friend, uh, Everett Glenn, is trying to call me. And uh, again, as I said earlier, uh, I congratulated him and his organization for the fine work that they're doing uh, out there to make sure that uh, 
there's some uh, minority participation in that building of the stadium out there in uh, San Francisco. Uh, so I will get back to Everett, but all you folks remember that. So let me get back now to, you know, talking about Eagles and, and of course, um, Andy Reid. Andy, good job. You let everybody know the Philadelphia Eagles' problem is not their offense, not Michael Vick. It's the defense. Football is not horseshoes. Doesn't matter if you're close. The, the object of the game is that you've got to score more points than the other team. And the defense's job is to prevent the other team from scoring points. Now, the Eagles, with the exception of this last game, they, they, they scored 16 points, I believe. But prior to that, the Eagles have been putting points on the board. Normally, 17 is where you want to keep a team below in order for you to win the game. 17, maybe 14. So back in the day, it might have been 14. Now it might be 17. It might be 17 before. It might be 14. But 17 points, a team should be able to score 17 points. In this case, the Eagles didn't score 17 points, but they scored 16. So that was kind of close thing. But what I'm saying to you, the Eagles defense has given up far too many points for them to win ball games. That's what the problem is. The problem, I'm not going to say the problem is the offense. I'm not going to say the problem is Michael Vick. I'm going to say, Far too many points they're giving up. Detroit went into Washington. Hey, it's, 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 RG3 again, I, you know, RG, he may, it may be late. I don't know when it happens, but it's sometimes he's putting points up on the board. Again, these defense, and it, you know what this is about, but it's not about all defenses. So I'm not going to say the rules have done this because it's some offenses who still can't put any points up on the board. We got three points. We got seven points. We got another seven points. We got zero. We got nine. Come on. There's some offenses that are not putting points on the board, but defense, we got 26 points. We got 30 points. We got 38 points. We got 34 points. We got 31 points. We got 31 points. We got 31 points. We got 27, 27, 27, 45, 27, 40. And 37? Come on, defense. Who's playing defense anymore? But I understand. The rules. The rules are for the offense. The rules are for the offense. In favor of the offense. That's what people want to see. But let me just say this. I want to say, Peyton Manning, I got to say this because I just don't understand. I watched the end of the game, and I, I watched the fact that, you know, a gentleman sat there, very dabonair, if you might. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, after the game, Ray sat there. Of course, you know who I'm talking about, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis sat there and sat and talked to the gentleman with him. Of course, quarterbacks, always. Shout out to my man Steve Young. Steve Young got it going on. I like Steve. Steve, you know, <laughs> Steve. Uh, Steve is a funny dude, but I, but I like Steve. He's a left-handed quarterback. Left-handed quarterback, and you know, every now and then you get one, but most of the time you don't get them. But let me just say this: If I'm a, the NFL, you know, the NFL does have consultants. As a matter of fact, um, as, as we know, they will hire you, and you you'll come in and. Uh, and, and, and you'll consult with them. You'll provide some information that will contribute to the success of their team, and they pay you for that. The, the way Ray Lewis sit there and dissected the offense and Peyton Manning and what you need to do to be Peyton Manning, what do you think somebody would say, um, excuse me, young man, are you available? Uh, we actually could use your services because in order for us to win the AFC, uh, we do think at some point in time we're going to have to address Peyton Manning, and we just don't have uh, the knowledge and the skill set and the acumen right now that you have as it relates to how to beat Peyton Manning. There's two people in the AFC that I think if you want to get to the Super Bowl, you have to be very much concerned about. And I've said this, if you're going to beat the New England Patriots, you've got to shut down Tom Brady. If you're going to beat the Denver Broncos, you got to stop Peyton Manning. Who knows how to do that? Can somebody, anybody else know a little bit about football besides me? Ray Lewis played 17 years. How many years has Peyton been in the league? How many years has Tom 
Brady been in the league? Who's beat them more times than anybody else? Who's the quarterback on the defense that has beat those two men? Why am I not trying to get that person on my staff? Why can't he be a consultant for me? I don't know. Somebody please help me. Ray sat there last night after that game and, and told everybody what the problem was. I, 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 I've shared this with you many times. The team that makes the, less, the least amount of mental mistakes, turnovers, contribute, yes, but also right, probably neck and neck is mental mistakes because sometimes a turnover is a mental mistake. The fact that you run through the hole and you don't cover the ball up, you forget that you need to cover the ball up when you go through a hole, so you fumble. Somebody hits you, you fumble. You're a quarterback, you step up in the pocket, you don't squeeze the ball with both hands, you step up with one, somebody knocks out your head. That's a mental mistake, a mental lapse in times of duress. Mental mistake. Results in a fumble. I am saying if there's anybody in the AFC who thinks they would like to make it to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship game and you don't have somebody on your team named Tom Brady or somebody on your staff named uh, Peyton Manning, that you try to get somebody on your staff named Ray Lewis. And if I, as a matter of fact, you know what? If I were those other people, if I were Bill Belichick, you know what I might do, Bill? I might bring Ray Lewis in and pay him as a consultant and tell him, how'd you beat me? Pay him to tell you how he beat you. Uh, Denver, uh, John Elway. Come on, big John. You know how you roll. Go get Ray Lewis, put him down, sit him down, say, Ray, how'd you beat this man? Cause I want to make sure nobody else beats him. So you know what? I'm going to get you on my team. I think I'll send a note to John Elway. I'll say, John, did you see that game? Did you, did, no, I, no. You saw the game, right? You saw what he did, right? Guess who had the answers to everything he did? Ray Lewis. You need to call him, John. You need to get him on your team. Man. Okay, I didn't even get to talk to you about the games coming up this week, but all I got to do is listen. The Ohio State University, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Cleveland Browns shall win this week, and I'm happy. That's all that matters to me. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. We hope that you have enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit www.rayellissports.com. And be sure to join us next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network.